0: Hello, it's Anthony Chadwick from the Webinar Vet, welcoming you to our next podcast. And we're so fortunate today to have Sean Wilkie all the way over from Halifax—not Halifax, Yorkshire, but Halifax, Nova Scotia—who is the CEO of Talker Two, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that later on. But um, Sean, you—you've had a great background in the digital space in in tech. You've now got interested in in veterinary, but perhaps tell us a little bit about your backstory and what you've been getting up to over the last few years.
1: Yeah, great. Thank. Well, Anthony, listen, I'm I'm super happy to be here. Uh, thanks so much for uh, inviting me to the show. And yeah, I guess um, I, I guess we have to rewind the clock quite a ways. We got to go back to 1999. In 1999, I started my first technology company, a company called Robotnik and that company started to kind of help consumers uh, was where it really had its roots in consumers and students access technology in an affordable way you know we started with a, a counter we had lineups around the corner for people to come buy computer hardware and that was my kind of first foray into business and into tech fast forward you know kind of to the early 2000s that company had been transformed into a a a managed service provider kind of helping businesses, some veterinary clinics, uh, some medical clinics and a, and a lot of other companies in Atlantic Canada, um, which is where I'm from, the other side of the pond, help them with their technology, you know, and, and technology was, is, has been an interesting thing. You know, when we started selling computers, you know, it was typical for a business to have one of them, you know, and it was a computer and then you know that computer grew to two and then five and then everybody had one and then everybody had two and a mobile device and so i've really been on that journey with businesses kind of helping them adopt technology from the from the late 90s um up until last year when i sold that company and along the way uh i built a software company i built a a a company that worked with Google to deploy their services like Gmail and Google Calendar to the masses. And so I've had this interesting journey around, you know, technology specifically, but then it's zoomed in and and helped people like either implement or even in some cases develop their own software. But I had never really started my own software company until about four years. Okay, I guess it was about five years ago uh, when I partnered with Nuance Communication to resell their product. And through doing that, I discovered, you know, this opportunity, you know, after after the company Dragon Veterinary, after I sold that company, I, you know, I had some time, some downtime, and I thought to myself, you know what? I think I might be able to do this better. And that's when I hired my first couple of developers and set off, um, you know, Around two years ago, uh, to create Takatu. and oh my, what a journey it's been!
0: Hey, it's um, definitely interesting, very much in the same space as ourselves, innovators. And of course, I, I failed to mention at the beginning you you also have a podcast called the Veterinary Innovation Podcast. And I, I I think there are we we are a conservative profession, the veterinary profession, and there is a fear of tech you know, in all professions probably. So it, it's uh, it's certainly great to have somebody like yourself who can help us make some sense of it. And of course, you know, we've gone through this huge transformation over the last year with coronavirus. And obviously coronavirus has been a terrible thing, as you know, in the UK, we're still in, in quite a mess with it. But hopefully, maybe in a, in a few years, we'll within the sacrifice and all the terrible um, tragedy within it, we, we'll see perhaps some of the blessings and and some of the ways that it's helped us to transform and become more efficient, maybe also more uh, aware of the environment and, you know, how driving around can affect us and things as well. So that must be an interesting journey for you as well, seeing how digital and tech has, has changed so much in the last 12 months.
1: Oh my gosh, has it ever? You know, I think if we if we go back to back to the good old days, you know, back to kind of early March last year, I was in a hotel in Florida at I think one of the last in-person veterinary trade shows that happened in the world. And my view of the world back then was very different than it is today. You know, my view of the world then if we particularly zoom in to the work world, um, you know being a, a 40 year old, I thought that we all needed to go to a central place to work, to collaborate with each other, to share ideas, to have conversations in the hallway and I was I was the the old guy in my company, um, second oldest, and uh, I can't forget my my business partner and co-founder who will always be older than me by about a year. Uh, so I'm the second oldest in the company, and we're we're 15 now, but I was I had this kind of very closed-eyed view of the world, which is you know if we're gonna do work, we got to go to a place, we got to do the work, we got to be, you know, I, I hate to say it, uh, Anthony, but chained to the desk, you know, and that's how I thought work was done, and I think for me, you know, other than you know the obvious you know, kind of digital transformation that's happened in the last, you know, 12 months or, you know, eight, nine months now. The big thing that's changed, I think, for a lot of us is the way that we view work, you know, and our openness and, I guess, new flexibility when it comes to how work should be done and what work actually is. And and I got to tell you, for me, my commute has changed from 30 minutes to about three seconds. I got to come up the stairs and around the corner, come to my office. Um, And I personally like it more. I don't think I ever would have got to the point where I was able to say that if it hadn't been for COVID-19. So I think we're already starting to see some, you know, early kind of gems that are going to come out of this thing. You know, the, the freedom and flexibility to kind of work more on individual terms, focusing more around outcomes and less about, you know, just, just bureaucratic BS that's been around for probably way too long. Curious to hear what you think about that.
0: Well, you know, we've been holding Zoom meetings for the last five years and quite often, because of my environmental credentials, I'd say, Well, rather than come down to you for the first meeting, let's just chat over the phone because or over Zoom. Quite often, you know, from that meeting face to face, you could work out if there was a fit and then whether a physical meeting was necessary. So you were already saving time and and of course it's been great to see how Zoom has has taken off. I believe it it's um, it's increased its customer numbers 30-fold <laughs> over the last uh, 12 months, which is quite remarkable, isn't it? So, uh, you know, I, I think just obviously examples like that just show how important it is to, to use technology in a way that serves us and, and, you know, helps the planet as well. Yeah. That's really fascinating that, uh, you know, we, we both can see how, digital transformation has happened so quickly. I I kind of look at last year as the beginning of almost like ground zero of the digital decade, And we've probably made as much progress in this last year as would have in normal times taken 10 years, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, back in the first couple of weeks of the pandemic, I had heard Satya, the CEO of Microsoft say that, you know, we've experienced two years of digital transformation in the first two weeks of the pandemic. And I think that that holds true, and has continued, you know, I, I think people have had no choice but to change. And I think the most interesting thing, it's not necessarily around technology, it's around patterns of human behavior. I think we're actually Reaching a place where this change has now become more permanent than a lot of us might like to have imagined it would have become. I think that I think that a lot of the change that we've experienced is here to stay, which is really interesting. I mean, and it affects so many areas of the veterinary profession, you know, like I know that most of us are excited to go back to veterinary trade shows, but I don't know if they'll ever be what they once were you know and if they'll always have this digital component so it's Mm. it's just going to be very interesting to see how the next you know no one wants to put a time on it either which is which is really interesting you know uh, see how the next year or the next years play out because i think that we we have experienced this big change anthony one thing that blew my mind away I was working with a veterinary uh, consolidator group. It's a multi-hospital practice in Maine, and they're, they're deploying Takatu, our voice dictation software. And so the interesting thing about that is as they're getting ready to deploy it, we're going to have this all-doctors meeting. And so they invite me to a Zoom call, and I get on the Zoom call, and there's 19 veterinarians on the call, all with their video on and uh, i mean it just was blowing my mind because our our job is to help people speed up their interactions with technology that's what we do at talking to and i'm on with these veterinarians and they've got an 830 call that starts at 830 on the dot everybody's there everybody's engaged and i was like i felt like i was back to working with google or some other you know tech company mm. seeing this you know widely adopted technology being used with people that I just didn't really have a frame of network to see them using the technology. Mm. And here all of a sudden I'm on this call, which is one of the biggest video calls I've been on probably in the last year. So just really, really interesting.
0: I think Anna, you made a really good point. Once you develop a habit over a year, it becomes habitual. So actually it's unlikely that we will lose all of this once uh, countries open up again. Yep. But, um, Tell me a little bit more about Talker2. What actually does it do?
1: Yeah, sure. I I absolutely love to. So our mission um, is literally speeding up the way that humans interact with technology. So, and we do that through voice and through specifically through dictation. So our software is a a one-button application that installs on Windows or Apple computers, so not phones um, yet, um, and not digital speakers or smart speakers yet, but in the future, we'll be there as well. And what we allow the physician or anybody in veterinary medicine to do is to input text with their voice instead of using the keyboard. And so we rely on the largest neural network or the biggest computer system in the world. That's what processes the speech and drives the text out for the users. So it's really quick and it's really smart. And it's really easy to use. So literally one button start dictation, put the cursor where you want the text to go, and it's going to type out everything that you said very accurately. And the, and the most interesting thing that we've been able to crack or the thing that's the most unique about our dictation solution is anywheres that you want to, or anywheres that you want to type or use our software, it works. So that means that it integrates with every single veterinary practice management software on the in the world. It means that you can use it in any email application, any word processor, literally anywheres that you can type, you can use this software and it gets you to the point where you can have the same experience regardless of the platform. So if you're on Windows, great. If you're on Mac, great. If you want to switch back and forth between those two operating systems, you can do that. And it will work just as well on one computer as it does on all your other computers, because we're saving your individual programming of our software in the cloud so that when you use it, it works everywhere is the same way. That's what
0: we do. That's, um, That's amazing. And of course it can save so much time. Obviously not all of us are touch typers interestingly would it understand a thick scouse accent from liverpool
1: yeah absolutely so so we've we're right now only working in the english language but we've got so much data from different you know millions of speakers not just from our software but the the platform that we built on top of had so much audio data from all Mm. around the world that we've actually had somebody Begin to write a book that has MS and is barely, you're barely able to understand what he's saying. But our software, because of the AI and machine learning behind it, is able to kind of pull out the enunciations and put text to electronic medium better than we would be able to receive or understand that voice. So accents are no problem.
0: This is amazing. And of course, as you said, I can see applications immediately when you're writing your notes after seeing a case. But also when I practice as a vet, I, I was a, I did dermatology and um, often I had to write referral letters back to the vets who'd referred cases. So I would imagine referral specialists are a big part of your market.
1: Absolutely. It's... Um, it- Everybody in the veterinary space can benefit from our software, definitely referral practices, definitely surgeons, definitely your your average vet that just has to write more than they ever wanted to when they went into veterinary school and you know our our kind of claim to fame or what we tell people that you know really dive into our software and give it a try is that we can literally cut your record time in half. Um, mm. you know i've I got an example of a veterinarian uh that's one of our power users and she wrote sixty five thousand uh words with our software in the last 30 days
0: which is amazing and even you know as you say writing a book uh it takes all that uh stress and strain off your uh off your wrists and off your fingers as well from tapping on the computer doesn't it
1: yeah, that's right. You know, it's, it's interesting. We've learned so much like in our, you know, brief history as a company, you know, one of the things that I learned that really surprised me and is, is definitely showing my uh, sophisticated salesmanship is that dictation is not for everybody. Um, and it's, it's so interesting, you know, as we've gone along and acquired customers and got feedback from people, one of the things that we found out is that some people actually think, while they're typing, and it helps them think, mm. and it helps them put their words together, and you know we we really can't do much to help those people. Mm. <laughs> so it's you know it's not that we're just like this kind of um, holy grail of a software solution that's going to fix everybody's problems. But I can tell you, for the people that can enunciate their words well and that that like speaking, uh, that lean into speaking, our software literally has the power to change their work life forever. Mm.
0: That's really fascinating, Sean. Just before we go, perhaps you could leave us with how we can, how people who are listening to the podcast can get into contact with you if they'd be interested in in using the service.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, takatu.com is our website. Uh, we're on all the social media platforms, and if you wanted to reach out to me directly, probably LinkedIn is is the best medium to do that. Or Sean at talkatu.
0: Sean, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Take care and uh, hope it's not too cold in, in Nova Scotia and, and not too much snow.
1: No, it's bloody cold and there's a lot of snow, so <laughs> <laughs> nothing we could do to fix that. But thanks so much for having me on and thanks for all the the work that you guys do to help the community.
0: Thanks, Sean. Take care. Bye-bye.